Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. I'm still Chad Russell. That's Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. And we hope you are enjoying this show. Today we're talking about Wild at Heart, and we're starting a four-week run of reviewing the book Wild at Heart. This week we're talking about the three big questions that every man asks himself or is faced with. And then the next three weeks we're going to talk about uh, the three questions that every man needs to look in the mirror and ask and, and when it comes to identity. And uh, we're going to do that over the next few weeks, and we're going to look forward to that. So today we've got Bert Moore and Rich Shanks in here. In the last segment, we talked about the, the big question is, do I have what it takes? And every man asks himself that question in some capacity, and the majority of men, their answer is no. We've been told by either the society, people who have raised us, ourself, combination of all of those things, uh, and the enemy who whispers in your ear, you do not have what it takes. And so the guys are unpacking that about that question and what the real answer is. You know, Chad, almost every person as a men's pastor for years, I don't care how successful you are, do I have what it takes, trickles into our mind and you can be a great business guy making millions of dollars. You can have the most incredible this, that, or the other family. Right. We struggle with that. And uh, Rich, there's a quote that you, you guys talk about at the retreat and in, in, when you address with men. What is that quote from John Eldridge? Yeah, I mean, he talks about our fear and he says, you know, the question, can I, will I? Uh, when the going gets rough, when it really matters, can I really pull it off? You know, that's why every man shares the same core fear of being exposed, being found out uh, that, you know, that something is going to happen uh, and he's going to be reveal, revealed to be uh, an imposter, you know, not really a man. And, um, you know, that's that's the fear that that is uh, deep down inside all of us as men. So let's in this segment, let's talk about how we as guys do that, how we 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 are we become posers we become uh, we allow our false self to to rise up trying to well you know what we talked in the break kind of faking it as guys yeah let's talk about that bird but but let, let me go back just one step here man you do have what it takes but first we got to rise up off the floor morning after morning there's so many mornings we get up and we just don't know that we have it even get up off the floor Get up off the floor and and quit pretending. That's where we go into the poser. See, if I don't get up off the floor, I can't even look at the next step. Am I a poser? And uh, uh, you know, I think coming right out of the the, the cradle, we begin the poser as men. <laughs> I mean, we we fake the cry so we get the attention. You know, uh, we aren't really hungry, but I'm going to holler that I'm hungry so that mom gives me more time. And dad, we're always crying for dad to come spend time with us. And whatever it takes, whatever mask I have to wear, that's what I'll do to get somebody's attention. So we learn it from a young age, and then we continue to live. We can be 60, 70, 80 years old, and we are still many times posing and the, the, that false self rises up. Absolutely. And I don't care how many times you go to a retreat. We do, we do wild and hard retreats, as you heard them say earlier. You will unpack another piece of you where you've, you've thought you had it all out, and there's one more thing the Holy Spirit will show you that, hey, surprise, Bert, 
now you get to deal with this. So guys, we never get done dealing with it. Rich? It's, it's an ongoing thing. It's peeling the onion. But as we do that, we become more, we, we walk in greater victory. Yes. And oh, greater freedom. And awareness. Awareness is key. Mm, that's good stuff. Yeah. Rich? Yeah, I mean, uh, the poser comes out of the question, have I got what it takes, right? I mean, and, and every man's looking to answer that. Uh, and most of the time, we don't feel like we do. And so we pose. Uh, and, and that takes on all different types of uh, looks, uh, forms, fashions, you know. But um, the bottom line is is that we're trying to be something that we believe everybody wants us to be or, or what we want to be uh, in the eyes of everyone around us. Uh, and so, you know, we don't put our real self out there. We put the, the self that we want everyone to think we are. How do we, okay, guys, as you have been leading these retreats over the years, how do men, give us some examples so our, our listeners can understand, okay, I, I, I don't even know, what, what are you guys talking about? False self and I'm, I'm, I'm posing. How do guys do this? Um, they, they, they're, they, they get up in the morning and they're not, how can I be a poser? They're not thinking that way, but they are. Yeah. They're living it out. Describe a guy who's, who comes to your retreats and um, is very much a poser. Well, it's, it's, it's the guy, you can call him a poser, you can call him a topper. You know, his story will always top yours. Uh, you can call him uh, a braggart. You can call him, you can, you can name him anything you want out there. But he wants to be heard in the circle. He want, when he walks in a room, he wants the room to stop and the recognition. And, uh, uh, and you'll even find those that are just the opposite. They'll walk in the room and they'll slink around the corner so they're not seen. And they're, they're posing because there's so much pain or there's something in there that they don't want people really to see. So we can go either side of the spectrum with this. Uh, and when, the, when, the, when they're done at the end of the day and the dance of dysfunction has happened and they look in the mirror, they go, I don't like what I see. I don't like the man that I look at in the mirror. And that's where we begin to, we want to open up that poser and go, what is it about me I don't like? What is it about me that I'm trying to hide? What am, what's trying to rise up inside? And I, and I try to force it quicker than it actually should. Anything that, that's forced to grow quicker than it should is an accident, mm -hmm. you know, not good. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's interesting because in the, the book when uh, John starts to address the poser, you know, he, he refers us back to the original sin. You know, Adam's sin, uh, he becomes afraid, he hides. Um, and so he says, you know, that what you meet when you meet a man uh, is often just an elaborate fig leaf. Right. I mean, it is um, the man hiding, you know, what we call personality can sometimes be just a brilliant disguise. And so, you know, whatever that might be uh, that you're hiding behind, whether that's uh, success in business or, um, it, you know, I mean, whatever it might be. Right. Looking wise when, in fact, you don't feel wise, um, you know, guys who talk constantly because uh, they want to be heard, they want to be known because they don't feel that inside, you know, whatever that whatever that poser uh, starts to look like, right? I mean, it, 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 it very much is what we put out there. It's the facade. It's the, you know, it's, it's what people see when they meet us for the first time. Uh, it's, it's whatever we use to kind of um, disguise the real feelings deep down inside. 
I mean, Bert, you've mentioned about awareness. Most of us are completely unaware of how we are living out of our false self. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Tell us why. Because we continue to isolate. We think we're better alone. See, most men, uh, you know, we, we look at the life of Jesus and the different circles of men he had around him. Most men don't have one good friend. And, I, and I'm being serious about this. The men I met, if they have one good friend, I'm happy for them. Uh, we do another thing called Pure Desire, and he says you should have four good men that know everything about you, my, know my warts, my sins, and everything. But most men don't have one that hardly knows their name, the name of their wife and kids, and anything deeper than the sports page or what's happening in the news around them. And, and when we get together as men, that's when we can, we can really start to unpack who you are and what's going on in your life. Wow, Rich, when you when you were pose when you were the poser, I'm posing now, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that because we all get up and are posing. Yeah, yeah. It's a fight we'll live to the day we die. Yes, it's just a reality. So, guys, if you think, what am I going to take the pill to take, the book to read that I'll stop being a poser? It's acknowledging that you are and saying, okay, let's live as a is a true self versus the false self yeah. you'll dance in and out of it like you said i wrote it down the dance of dysfunction it's learning to lead as a non-poser versus being led as a poser yeah, exactly and, and, and catching yourself and, right. and, and, and just waking up really every morning and saying lord i just want to walk as authentically and as real and as transparent before you and before others as, as i can and let me be aware when i'm not yeah. Lord, open my eyes yeah. when yeah. I'm not. That's when it comes together. That, and and then and then then we begin to understand when when we we we, we just kind of fade into that uh, false self. Yeah, and it's really easy to be um, authentic in our quiet times in the morning, right? But the second you step outside of your house and you really begin to interact with uh, those around us, it's it's. Unless you make a concerted effort, you're going to slip back into poser mode. It's just the way we. It's just the way we operate. What, Rich, when did you really have your eyes opened to this? Um, you know, I guess I, I don't know that I could give you a specific date or a, a specific moment, but I can tell you that um, you know, as I began to see the damage that was caused by my posing. Uh, 10, 12 years ago when I sent my family into crisis and uh, really began to see um, and, and become aware, you know, of, of um, how that came about. Uh, you know, I realized uh, by, again, men like Bert and, and meeting with those men that um, I didn't even know who I was. You know, so I, I posed as what I thought everyone wanted me to be or as what I thought I wanted to be. And so when I really started to have to ask the questions, who am I really? I didn't know the answers to that. And, and, and Bert helped you. He kind of held up a mirror so that you could begin to see yourself. Yes, absolutely. That was, that's, that's good stuff. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back for our, a final fourth segment of our radio show today. We're going to talk about the wound and what does that mean? What wound? Well, you've got one. Let's talk about it. We'll come back and talk on Solid Steps Radio. Hello, welcome back to our fourth 
in sort of our final segment. We're actually going to have a bonus segment after this because we cannot leave you guys hanging with, do I have what it takes? <laughs> I'm a poser. And we're going to talk a little bit more here in a bonus segment. So you're going to have to go to our Facebook page. You go to soundcloud.com or you go to iTunes and you just type in Solid Steps Radio. You'll see Kurt and I's picture come up. And there we post all of our links to our podcast. So if you want to hear our shows commercial free, uh, you can go to our podcast and listen to, at those at any time. We post our podcast on our Facebook page on Mondays. So you'll see this weekend show as a podcast then and anytime you want to listen to it. Uh, we're talking about Wild at Heart. The book Wild at Heart came out back in 2001. And uh, John Eldridge asked the questions and said and gave the answers that we are made in God's image, male and female. And he talked about things from a man's perspective. The male heart, the male soul is different than the woman's. And in a society today that wants to blend those things together, how prophetic was he 16 years ago to write a book that really kind of turned things on its ear in certain Christian church circles about the difference between men and women. In the first two segments today, first three segments, we talked about the question every man asks himself, do I have what it takes? Whether you have formally asked yourself that question deep down in your heart and your gut, you're asking yourself that, do I have what it takes? And most guys' answer is no. And so because the answer is no in their mind, they begin to pose and fake it as if they do have what it takes. And they're trying to live out of their own flesh and their own trying the struggle. And I love what our guest said, the dance of dysfunction. We live in a life of the dance of dysfunction. We try to live as a poser and that doesn't work so well. So we're going to talk today about the third big piece of the puzzle that Eldridge unpacks, and that's the wound. And so the wound is where all many times arises up within us. And Rich, there's a, there's a quote out of the book. Yeah, John says, the poser is never the deepest thing about a man. Uh, the poser comes out of our fear, and our fear comes out of our wound. Uh, you know, I mean, Chad just explained it so well. I mean, we live life asking ourselves the question, do I have what it takes? And most of us would say, no, we don't. And because of that, uh, and our reaction to, and our belief in that answer, you know, we spend time posing and that posing comes from, uh, the wounds, the, you know, the, the fear that we have, that our wounds are going to be exposed um, and so, you know, we, we come up with this elaborate um, persona, right? Uh, whether it's the funny guy or, or whatever it might be, right? And, and, and that's how we pose. Ultimately, what we're trying to do uh, is keep people from, uh, even ourselves, from digging in and, and addressing the wound that's causing the pain within. Okay, so let's talk about the wound because some of our listeners are like, what in the world are they talking about? What, what is the wound? The, the wound is that, that deep thing. Uh, you can get it from childhood. You can get it in your teen years. That them, uh, uh, yeah, when you're trying to become a man, or you can get them even as a man. So we do another study uh, called Pure Desire, and in that book, they describe it as a big T, a big trauma in your life, or little T's, many little traumas. And a big, a big T... Uh, for my personal life was uh, being sexually abused as a man, as a young boy. And those things coming up by the time I'm 30, I am, I am, I have not told my wife, who I've been married to for 14 years, 
uh, that that this has gone on, and and it comes up and it blows up my face, and now I got to deal with this huge trauma. And it's a wound. So I go back to how did this even happen, and it goes back to my father didn't have what it took to protect me, mm. and that wounded me. That's what you thought. That's what I that thought. was the inner dialogue going on in your exactly, mind. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And boy, that and then. No other man would want to hang with me now because I'm broken. There's something. And if my wife really knew she what... Wouldn't, she wouldn't accept you. Uh-uh. And see, I couldn't even let my daughter sit on my lap because the word on the street was that you're a sick man, and so you never let your daughter... See, so this affected me, wounded me, mm. and every step in my life all the way through. Yeah, John says, you know... Satan's deepest and most crippling attacks are always accusations against our heart, our identity, uh, our new name. And and those wounds can come from a lot of places. You know, as men, um, most of us have what, what John refers to as a father wound. And that wound is not an intentional wound from the father in many cases. It's It comes out of our father's woundedness. Um, but, you know, to Bert's point, those wounds can come from a lot of different places. Uh, it can come from a church. It can come from a brother. It can come from, you know, it's whack or lack, right? The, the big T is, is the whack or the little T uh, are, is the lack. It could be, you know, a lack of time. It could be a lack of validation. It could be a lack of, um, you know, emotional um, presence. I mean, there are a lot of different things that can bring wounds into a man's life. It doesn't just have to be, you know, these huge uh, traumatic events. It's, it's, it, it, many times it's just the small little things of, of maybe neglect, of, you know, things of omission that, that we need as a boy growing up that you, you didn't get it. I, I'm amazed what Jesus heard from his father. I, I'm, I love you. You're my beloved son. You, and he, I'm well pleased with you. There's this, I, I love you. I'm proud of you. And listen to him. He he is worthy to follow. Your Jesus is a g- awesome model to follow. Jesus needed to hear that from his father. Yes. And so many times we as young boys we we didn't get that. And so therefore we're continually trying to find people to say that and speak into that to fill that void to fill that to heal that wound to put the salve on the wound and we don't care where that comes from we do not care what type of man is given that as long as he's given us that salve to make that feel better i know that sounds off but it's so true for me so, so we, we we walk through then life Try, having these wounds, either the big T wound or the small T wound, but we're trying to get healing. Yeah. Yes. And again, we you know we referred to the crisis in my life, and in and you know I'm, <laughs> that's not unique to me. Um, you know, my crisis came out of my um, attempt to put a salve on that wound. It was looking for. Uh, sources outside of my relationship with Jesus Christ uh, to make myself feel better inside. And, uh, and so, you know, that is really the ministry, right? I mean, it is about uh, directing men to uh, a path that leads them to Christ, not to uh, some of these other things that the world would have us turn to. You know, we, we don't want to leave our listeners with just like, oh, okay, we all got a wound, and okay, we're all messed up, and uh, we are, you know... <laughs> We're a mess for life, you know. There's hope. Yes. 
There is hope because Jesus the Christ yes. is the healer. And, and when he comes into our life, he wants to heal us. We just have to let him. Yes. And we're going to talk about that in our next bonus segment. Yeah. And so, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're going to point you to the next bonus segment. But, guys, I, I just want to thank you guys for coming in. And uh, would, you, would you guys pray for us men that we would be able to men who understand, I do have it with, it, with what it takes with Jesus Christ and to work through this false self, this poser, and that I would understand my wounds and I would walk in victory through the healing of Jesus Christ. But would you guys pray? Rich, yeah. would you start out and pray? And then, Bert, would you close? Sure. Absolutely. <clears throat> Lord, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity um, to share and to shed light uh, on this subject. Lord, I know that uh, so many of us uh, step into this life um, with wounds that we're not even aware of, but man, they cause a lot of pain, and that pain causes us to pose. And uh, Lord, when we lose our identity, the only way that we're going to find that is by finding that identity in you. And so, Lord, I just pray for the men uh, who are in this room. I pray for the men who are listening to this show, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would just set upon them and that they would find their true identity, Lord, and that identity is uh, the name that you've given them um, in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, uh, we just come to you and I ask you to revive the hearts of the men that are listening today, dear God. Uh, even though the world, the culture, lifestyle has dumbed us down, Lord, may you blow by the even by the breath of the Holy Spirit across those hearts and they become alive. May them become live flames. Some may just be a flicker, Lord, but Lord, may that come true. And uh, stealing the line, Lord, from uh, Hacksaw Ridge, Lord, my our mantra rich in mine is one more lord one more man that can come alive and and see dear god what you're doing so lord roll back the the deception that the enemy has put upon us lord take those stones of accusation and even as you did at the woman who was accused you stood between the the those who are going to throw the rock and the woman herself jesus you've always been there for us show yourself true to us today we ask this in your precious name Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Well, we're not going to spend three segments talking about all the lies and then spend 60 seconds talking about the healing. We're going to do a whole another segment, 10 or 15 minute segment. You can only hear on the bonus section of the podcast. And we're going to talk about what healing looks like. But just as a preview for the next three weeks, there's three desires that John Eldridge writes about that's embedded in the heart of a man. And they are a battle to fight, an adventure to live, and a beauty to rescue. And so the next three weeks, we're going to spend a week on each one of those, talking with a couple other guys, going through this book. And so if you know a guy, if you are a guy, and you say, boy, you know what? And I, I'll encourage the ladies, if you are the mother of boys, you also will benefit from hearing this, because I've got six boys in my house, and I'm seeing this now, not just in theory, but in life. This is real <laughs> stuff. So we thank you for listening, and we hope you can hear the bonus section uh, segment coming up, and we, you will continue to listen to... Solid Steps Radio.